Reckless, mis amigos, mis hermanos. How are we doing tonight? More yeah. than that, please. <laughs> there we go. I like it. Thank you. All right. So if this is your first time here, welcome to Reckless. You came on a very special night because this is senior night where me and Kennedy are going to present an amazing message about just cancel culture and why we should be patient and show grace in times where cancel culture is prevalent. But before we begin, since it's senior night, I think it's awesome that we should share like what we're doing after high school. So uh, yeah, hey guys, my name's Caleb. <laughs> um, um, I went to North Paulding High School for the last four years, and I am humble and blessed to say that I will be attending the Georgia Institute of Technology to uh, study aerospace engineer, engineering. And also, um, yeah, um, I'm also a cheerleader for Georgia Tech, so. <laughs> I am not that cool or smart, but I did go to Cornerstone Preparatory Academy. We'll be graduating from there in just a couple weeks, and I'm very grateful. And I'm going to Word of Life Bible Institute in Hudson, Florida. Yes. I'm so excited. Okay, so we are currently on our different, ser different series where us being followers of Jesus in today's culture, we must embrace a different mindset, belief system, and values around us. Like, God has called us to be different and follow Jesus. Last week, Todd did an amazing job just talking about how people in today's culture, they fall, they, they bend the knee towards these false gods of wealth, influence, but tonight, as I mentioned, we will be talking about patience and grace, and we'll be talking about everyone's favorite subject, cancel culture. Woo. Yeah, that's, that's no one's favorite. I hate yeah. it, too. So I basically, just to get us rolling and to get us started, I would love to just ask a few thought-provoking questions. Again, just keep these thoughts in your mind. You don't have to say anything out loud. So first question. Have you ever seen cancel culture around you? Like, what did it look like? And how did it affect those, like, being canceled? And how did it affect you just witnessing the cancel culture going on? And number two, have you ever been, like, the product of, product of cancel culture? Have you ever been canceled for something? Have you ever been canceled for something you believe in? Something that you just, it's, it's one of your main moral values. So... Those are two great questions, Caleb. Thank you for asking them. So as the uh, number one spot site to uh, get all your answers, everything's correct, Google actually gave me the perfect definition of what cancel culture is. And so it says someone or, yeah, someone who is uh, simply has their rights or just support taken away from an individual's career or just from an individual, from popularity, because of something they did or said, which kind of stinks, but you know. It's mostly from famous people, as we know, the Johnny Depp things going on. That's always fun. And then also, if you, who here has heard about the Ellen show? Ellen DeGeneres? Yeah? Okay, cool. It's a great show, but as you may have heard, she, back, I think a couple months ago, a couple years ago, she actually got canceled for having um, just a very toxic or harsh 
uh, work environment, and she was apparently mean to all of her staff, coworkers, guests, that kind of thing. And she is a very funny person, but I can see how that kind of plays into it. But also, um, Chrissy Teigen, she's a model, married to John Legend, he's a cool person. Uh, and she was canceled for cyberbullying that had come up like years after she said it. So that was just another example. And cancel culture also goes into the category of the Me Too movement about sexual abuse and like all of that. And not going on sexual abuse, but going on um, just a personal example. I, this past year, I started seeing this one guy and the girl that he dated before came up to me and was like, hey, like, I get, I don't care, like, you can do whatever you want, but uh, I did try to find every way to hate you. Tried to find every reason not to hang out with you, not to talk to you, and I was like, that's great, I love that for you. But that has been, evolved, has been resolved, and now Caleb's going to take it over and tell us why that's not good and why Jesus needs to step in the... All right, so Kennedy gave some... I wouldn't say they're good examples, but I mean they're they're pretty they're pretty good examples on what cancel culture looks like today. But tonight we're going to answer just how how does Jesus respond to times of cancel culture when he is presented with cancel culture being just happening in front of him? How does he respond to that? And how does he how does he t- t- and how does that apply to us just to be different as followers of Jesus? So, if you have a Bible, if you have a Bible app, please turn to John 8. We will be starting on verse 2. And me just being very like, I love to analyze this text and see what it means and dive deep. So I basically chunked it into two pieces. So I'll read the first half from like John 8 verses 2 through 6. And so let's get started. So verse two, starting at verse 2. At dawn, he appeared again in the temple courts where all the people gathered around him. And he sat down to teach them. The teachers of the law and the Pharisees brought in a woman caught in adultery. They made her stand before the group and said to Jesus, Teacher, this, this woman was caught in, in the act of adultery. And the law, in the law of Moses commanded us to stone such a woman. Now what do you say? They were using this question as a trap. In order, did it just cut off? Okay. <laughs> oh, gotcha in order to have a basis for accusing him. So, what's basically happening here? So Jesus rolls up to the scene at the temple, and the Pharisees, who are basically like the religious leaders who keep up with the Jewish law, and they teach it, basically. So they brought a woman down in front of Jesus, in front of the temple, who was caught in the act of adultery, which back then, it's, and still today, it's, it's a big no-no. So since they caught her, they were going to stone her because according to the law of Moses, that's, that's what has to happen in times like when that happens. And they basically use that as just a time to test Jesus, to trap him in this situation. So like, what are the Pharisees doing? So because the adulterous woman doesn't meet like their expectations, they were just quick to cancel her. And in this case, it's literally just to kill her, to stone her. In a sense, just like the Pharisees, we can be quick to cancel people if they don't meet our expectations. 
like personally, like me as a Christian, there's times when like I see a person and I'm quick to cancel them. Like for instance, like they say a curse word. Like I'm quick to cancel. Like, hey, you can't say that. That's just against what we believe in. But at the same time, I'm the same person who sometimes in some situations would do the same exact thing and just would do that. Which for my expectations, I'm quick even though I sometimes do the same thing. There are many other examples, but let's just continue reading. So verse 7. Okay. But Jesus bent down and started to write on the ground with his finger. When they kept on questioning him, he straightened up and said to them, let any one of you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. Again, they stooped down and, again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground. At this, those who heard (laughs) began to go away one at a time. The older ones first until only Jesus was left with the woman still standing there. Jesus straightened up and asked her, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? No one, sir, she said. Then neither do I condemn you, Jesus declared. Go now and leave your life of sin. Okay, so when I first read like verse seven, like me being kind of hype, like that was just a big Jesus power move right there. Personally, like everyone has sinned and clearly like he was using that to say, he was, direct, he was directly challenging the Pharisees in that situation. And because they all sinned, none of them could throw the stone. But once everyone walks away, it's only Jesus and the adulterous woman. And Jesus has all the right to throw the stone at the woman and stone her because, she, because he's the only one in that situation who did not sin. But as he says in verse 11, neither do I condemn you, Jesus declared. Go now and leave your life of sin. In this moment, Jesus showed grace to the adulterous woman. Yes, she did something against the law of Moses because that was the fulfillment under which the Pharisees were going to punish her for. But because of Jesus, Jesus is the fulfillment of the law. So in this situation, Jesus shows grace and patience to the woman. Jesus tells the woman to go sin no more. Just She did something wrong, but with Jesus, he's patient and knows we all sin. He isn't quick to cancel. He's quick to be merciful and show grace to those. And I'm going to flip to uh, Romans 12, verse 9 real quick. Okay, here we are. Okay, so Romans 12, verse 9 through 11. Love must be sincere Hate, hate what is evil, cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another about yourselves. Never be lacking in, in zeal, but keep, your spirit, but keep your spiritual fever serving the Lord. And then Kennedy will now talk about some applications from this. So this is just a great verse, and I love just how beautifully it explains it. Um, so, along with that one, I also liked uh, John thirteen thirty five, which says, "Your love for one another will prove to the world that I that you are my disciples." And so, if we are quote unquote to cancel people, then we kind of cancel our ability to love as Jesus would, because we're already putting that judgment. Sin number one, which I know is really hard to do, but even as 
uh, Caleb was saying, just with friends, even if you see like one toxic trait or like cursing, judgment, or just hearing all the drama, all the tea, it's hard to not get caught up in like trying to stop them from like how, I guess what they just did infiltrate how you look at them and how you see them. It's just as if like someone told you a deep, dark secret about someone and now you only see that person with the deep, dark secret. And it's hard to see them differently, but also with judgment, you're not able to, um, like Jesus calls us to love everyone, to be friends with everyone. And we have to agree to disagree. And we all are caught up in this view where one person always has to be right and and no one can be, like, if you are wrong, then you are canceled. And as our culture just needs to be open-minded, as this verse tells us, and as one other verse will tell us in a second, just that we need to be open-minded and hear and to not just hear what people are saying and not waiting to rebuttal, not waiting to jump at the next point to be able to catch them on a lie, to catch them in their, if they messed up, to be able to then end your point. But to be able to listen and to be able to um, just listen to what they're saying so you can hear both sides of it and you can just listen fully to what they're trying to say so that you can maybe get a new point of view as well. Okay, so we're going to go to our second point tonight. So basically, in times that we are being canceled, make sure to stand firm to your beliefs. And I have a really personal story about times where I've been canceled. So yeah, this is actually the first time I've like said this out of my house. So uh, this is going to be fun. So as many of y'all know... Um, I played football for the first three years of high school. Senior year, I took a break, started focusing on powerlifting a little more, started focusing on getting into my dream school and seeing what God has planned for me in the future. So every, so summer of, yeah, summer of 2020, when we'd go and work out every day, when all the COVID protocols started being uplifted, like, hey, you can come and work out now because, you know, it's, it's clean. It's, it's, we can clean up. We can clean up. But anyway, so I had a group of friends, I had a group of teammates that after every workout, we'd go to one of my teammates' houses, just hang out a little bit, just like just cut up a little bit, go swimming in his pool in the backyard, just have a good time. We'd go, we'd go to Los Magues, which is a really good Mexican restaurant, on the way to his house. Very good. Best around Cedar Crest. Um, I'm totally not biased on that. But anyways, so we'd have a really good time until they started pulling out like alcohol and they started pulling out vapes and stuff because me being just, I have really high morals for myself and high expectations for myself. And I'm not the type who's, you know, I don't party, I don't drink, I don't vape because, you know, that's just against what I believe in. It's, it's not right. And being an athlete myself, it honestly would just diminish like all of what I have planned. Like, like I have such a high, like, I want myself to be like, I want to get stronger. And if I like 
fall into that, it will not allow me to be into like my full like my full potential. So whenever they started pulling out like alcohol and stuff, my one of my buddies would tell me, he's like, Caleb, why don't you join in? Why don't you have a good time like the rest of us? We're all having this fun time. We were just sitting here like, no man, no man. And I'm like, dude, like these high expectations for myself I have these morals for myself I can't do this like I'd rather be doing the church clap. I'd rather exactly like getting hyped with the church clap I mean that would be fun that would be fun so because I didn't fall into the things that my teammates would fall into at that time I started to slowly get I started slowly to not be invited after practices to the house to his house to have a good time I slowly started to that you that almost trickled it trickled into the locker room and everyone was like dang dude you're not having a good time like the rest of them what's up why aren't you so hyped like them and I'm like dude like I'm a Christian I I don't do that stuff like th- that's something I don't do it myself He's like, come on man Jesus forgives that's something that you can do and I'm just like that's just not part of what I believe in honestly and I had to stand firm in that moment while I was being cl- canceled by my peers because I just had to stand firm. There's many other instances where I felt where I was being canceled for stuff I believed in, but in that moment, I had to stand firm for just what I strive for, which a good verse, which talks about standing firm to your beliefs is Ephesians Ephesians chapter six, verses 13 through 17, which to preface, to preface, this talks about the armor of God. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the br- breastplate of righteousness in place and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil of the evil one take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit which is the word of god this verse honestly gives me so much power to just to be able to be a christian and be in a world where there's people that will cancel you as a christian because god provides us with this armor we are able to stand firm as believers of jesus christ and stand here and while we're being canceled we know that god has our protection and that we're able to walk through this world with just his protection and just stay firm to what we believe in spread what we want be spread what we believe in and be like jesus every day i thought of this analogy last night and hopefully it makes sense to y'all so God provides us this armor. We are currently in a world of darkness, just of cancel culture and all of this. But with God being soldiers of light with the armor he provides, we are able to walk through this world, being able to proclaim his name, stand firm to our beliefs, and just be Jesus every day and just keep our morals and our beliefs to what we believe in. As I heard... As I heard from someone a while ago, uh, we are called as Christians to, as the series is named, be different, but also be Jesus with skin on. And that definitely, in 2 Timothy 4, it talks about how, like, you're supposed to be ready to suffer for Jesus and suffer judgment from others to be able to spread his love and his glory. Will you pray for me? Pray with me and for me.
but dear Jesus, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this time together. And I pray that this message has just touched someone. I don't know who needed to hear it or who needed to just know this truth, Lord. I thank you for these students that are here. I pray that as they go into their time with their small group leaders and their small group, just be able to open up and just know this truth and be able to just meditate on it all week in your son's name. Amen.